Hi, this is Sean. This is Kylie. Today we're going to talk about Mean Girls. We just finished watching the movie Mean Girls. Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Lacey Schaubert, and Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried, perhaps, is how you pronounce her name. Haven't seen it in a couple years. So Yeah, it's a, a movie that came out in 2013. It came up beforehand. On okay. Amazon Prime, it says 2013, but it's incorrect. It came out in like 2004. Okay, I sound correct. So the movie, so the time stuff that it was actually introduced to Amazon was 2013, but it came out earlier than that because it's, it is outdated for the sense that for all of us who've ever been in high school, the way that they determine clicks in the hierarchy is very different. So it's very synonymous of how things were. For all of us who probably you would think about your high school experience, for me, MySpace was very relevant as a social media hub for all high school students. AIM Messenger was very big form of communication among students during high school. And flip phones were a big thing. Not everyone had a phone. So this was in a time period where technology wasn't as big as it is now if you're thinking about it in the movie they do a three-way sneak attack which you don't obviously know about because you're not a girl but back then and it reveals your age a little bit if you understand what this is when your friend calls you and there's another girl on the other line and they're secretly three-waying you and you're not like a parent to it or you're not aware and they ask you a question to get you to say something that's very a negative or it's like an admission of sort of some sort of of negative context or whatever about someone else and then the other person is on the line to hear it and that's obviously not something that happens anymore because the kids of this day as i've learned do not three-way each other <laughs> they send each other they as my friend who is younger has said they actually just exclude you from group chats so that's not something that existed back then that we did we definitely did the three-way, and it feels a little more inventive back then, honestly. And so what this movie is essentially about is that it dives into the social hierarchy of high school girl world and the ecosystem that exists within that. Me being a guy, I don't, don't understand since my experience in high school has only been one-sided and not aware. There is a hierarchy within high school that was very relevant to men and that kind of isn't displayed here but you see like you pull the rock with a light is shine on this hierarchy that is in every high school structure within the female student body and this is very prevalent in that so it was interesting to see this because when you go to high school you don't when you're in high school like Going back to my freshman year in high school, I'm just here to learn, put in my time, and just get out. I'm not focusing, like, trying to figure out any social clicks or my friends are my friends, the friends I've I had when I went into high school. And they're the friends I'm going to have, hopefully, when I graduate high school. And that's pretty much it. Like, your clique is pretty much made up of the people you've known through your years of your high school experience. And then that's pretty much it. And so this was, even though it was dramatized, it was shedding light on something that I myself had no experience in. 
Yeah, obviously this movie was made 16 years ago, which was when I was in high school. So lots of parts of it were not relevant. I think it's important to also mention that the movie is very white and it seems like she, Katie, played by Lindsay Lohan, uh, or Caddy as Janice likes to call her, is someone who's going to at least a an average like middle income school where people Regina George is someone who's displayed who's played by Rachel McAdams is someone who's displayed to have a lot more money and wealth and people are envious of her for it so it looks to be a public school but our personal experience in high school was not an an average school like it was a lower income so clicks were not necessarily something that were prominent but I do think there are other things within the movie that are displayed correctly like the toxicity that can exist within female friendships. I think they do that very well. And on, honestly, it's iconic. It's been 16 years. The movie still makes me laugh. And I feel like maybe kids these days won't understand some of the references, but it's still a funny movie. Yeah. And then you bring up that there's a lot of disparity because the school that they focus on or the atmosphere that they focus on is actually primarily Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And then the minority are really the minority in high school, but they're also labeled as the official tropes that you would see in any social standing is that a person of color was deemed the nerd like they were essentially ousted as the outcast and not within the social high school infrastructure so it was definitely interesting to see that those not really a trope but like how this social class system did place minorities because if you watch the film as we did was that majority of the cast members were Caucasian and someone who was deemed as a nerd or was of high intellectual intelligence was a mathlete and he was a person of color and so my background with our school was didn't have that same disparity was that Caucasian students were actually the minority and the majority was people of color. So it was very different to see the opposite really displayed in high school. Yeah. And I would say it, they also fall into other tropes like the Asian kid trope that they try to portray there. There's a point at the end where they're doing subtitles for the Asian characters and they're trying to make they're trying to make them Asian characters that clearly appropriate black culture, I think. And they do a subtitle where the Asian character says the N word, which did not age. I would have to say it's been 16 years and watching it. I'm like, that's super inappropriate. Um, like, it's not even necessary to be there because you don't understand what they're saying. You're reading the subtitles like they could have put anything. They could have said, bitch, please. And it would have we wouldn't have fucking known. Uh, or at least the people who don't speak the language would not have known. But yeah, I think they they really put people within tropes. They have a trope of like the Asian kids, the African kids, and they make the jokes with race about like those sorts of things definitely didn't age. It's definitely like a middle class school with white people. There are some jokes that do, I would say, age well in the sense that like when Katie, Lindsay Lohan's character, arrives to school, she's from Africa, where her family has been like working there, she moves to school, and they automatically assume that this black woman within the class is from Africa, and I think that's a very good joke because it stands tell it it does very well show the um, prejudices that we have like as soon as someone heard this is a student from Africa they automatically assumed it was the one black girl in the class as opposed to the white girl who's actually standing there being like I don't know where the fuck I'm going so that's definitely something 
it's interesting to see that didn't age, but it's to be expected to an extent. The movie was written by Tina Fey, and she's a white woman, so I don't expect her to really. Yeah, so the and so the the racial divide was pretty prevalent in the film, but what it the movie in itself isn't trying to solve give the answers of any racial you know disparities that we're having in the world. The core of the film essentially pretty much a revenge. It is with all the tropes at the core. It is a revenge movie getting back at your oppressor essentially getting back at the person who bullied you in some form high school if you had the opportunity to get back at that bully who tormented you in high school this movie was essentially was that but it was directed at the female students that inter hierarchy if you had the opportunity to get back at the female what they considered regina george as the queen bee, if there was predator. A, the apex predator. So anyone or female in a high school was who was deemed at the top of the food chain. If you had the opportunity to infiltrate and get back at that apex predator in your high school, this was like essentially not saying the blueprint, but it was more of a revenge of a step-by-step how you would bring essentially that govern down. Not to say like the uh, Queen Bee's infrastructure in high school was seen as a government. But to most teens in high school, it is seen as such. How to bring that social status of that person down to that level. As the Joker would say, bring someone who was deemed by society as so untouchable. You would find ways to push that person over the edge and make them go against their own beliefs that they would commit vile acts and become corrupt, cementing their fall from grace for all to see. I think it's interesting because what you're saying comes from to be when you're saying like bringing that person down comes from the perspective of I would say Janice's character, which is someone who has been ostracized from quote unquote this um, and like the high school society because she was previously best friends with the queen bee and then obviously something happens where she gets ostracized and is now forced to to be on this other side which she may enjoy and she may love but ultimately still feels some sort of vendetta against the person at the top and so her whole entire plot line of the movie is she's seeking revenge which is understandable because regina george has made her life a living hell so obviously she wants to get back at her but the movie is from the from the protagonist's point of view, which is Katie, who is Lindsay Lohan's character, who has never been in a school like this. And so you're supposed to sympathize with her. And I think that the, the movie does a good point of, from her perspective, showing how the how toxic some of these relationships can be. I feel like it's very common, especially with women, for us to find friendships or find people where... We're befriending them or going through the certain situations where sometimes this negativity pops up and it's either it's because society is forcing us to be competitive with each other or other things. But it's if you've ever been friends with someone who is a very toxic person who you still kept in your life because they made you feel a certain type of way, I feel like you can resonate with Lindsay Lohan's character because she's supposed to start off as this person who's like genuine and doesn't really know what's going on. She's doe eyed. And yet 
she she commits to this because she's friends with Janice and starts to work. But then before she knows it, she starts to get drawn in and she enjoys the attention from Regina. But she also, like, she can't stop herself. There's that scene at the end where she's, I find myself talking about her any chance I get. Like, it's because she gets enjoyment from it. She can't, like, she doesn't know how to separate herself from, from this individual. And I think it does a great job of portraying that. And back to your point, bringing it back to Janice, that made me re- actually realize when I, and I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, was that this is a revenge film. And you're right. This is actually a revenge film from Janice's point of view, since she does. Katie does come into the film as a blank slate. She is someone who doesn't understand the hierarchy of high school. Who essentially her her social standing was that everything was equal. Everyone had an equal standing in school. So this whole divide of of social hierarchy in high school didn't exist where she came from. Janice not only saw her as a means to an end, but a means to an end to pretty much bring down the one person that she was friends with, with Regina George, and to see her not only manipulate manipulate Lindsay Lohan's character, Katie, Katie uh, thank you, Katie, was that... It was just Katie become not only just an ally, but actually evolve into a weapon that essentially Janice couldn't control. So she made her into the thing she despised, which was the plastics. And then once Katie was accepted and was therefore lost her identity amongst that she knew very well was that she was a she was very intellectual. She was in, she was deemed as a nerd, so she loved math. She was an outsider. Once she was made into the very thing that Janice despised, she then lost her grip or her control over Katie because of how Katie would then automatically fulfill this role of meeting with the plastics, trying to get more information. Uh, there was a moment in the film where Janice did say, oh, I want you to come to my my art show and let's talk and actually have a social gathering like social hangout where katie was like no i'm gonna do i'm gonna meet with regina george um, on my own and get more dirt more sabotage and so you see in that film in the moment in the film where like where they build her up and then she becomes autonomous in what she's trying to do and janice is unable to control her in the sense of use her as a weapon, because at that point she becomes self-sufficient. She's now deep behind enemy lines of the plastics, and she she loses her identity. Essentially, she loses what made her unique, and she adopted this persona that was created that's not her own, that was actually created from Janice's image in order to infiltrate. Virginia George's click, and you see that very evident at the point that she starts learning the how they speak. She starts mimicking the tone, the voice, like the tone and voice, the mannerisms, and how they speak. To the point that she doesn't acknowledge. She doesn't even know when to turn it off or turn it on. Like it just like that line has pretty much just disappeared. Yeah, I think that there there are a couple of things you brought up that are good points. One of them is, I would say, the movie, while parts of the movie obviously haven't aged well, 
other parts that it stands for do. And one of the things that Katie is doing as someone who's moving from another, and we have have to say country and culture, because obviously the culture from Africa would be different from someone who's lived there their whole life to moving to the U.S. and, and amongst other things is assimilation for her. She obviously has to assimilate into American culture and not just within the things she has to learn how to do, but also like the way that it is within the school itself. And so she's very much assimilating like normally you would do as someone who's not from here coming in and then you abandon all of your prior beliefs and your prior identifications to become this person that's very similar or accepted and who's more accepted than Regina George, honestly. So it's very much, I think, a case of assimilation with Katie, with Lindsay Lohan's character. She's coming into this place and she obviously originally doesn't necessarily want to assimilate. She's doing it because she's friends with Janice and you could even make like an argument of Janice as like the doctor and Katie's Frankenstein creating a monster for her own personal gain. And then it gets to a point where Katie then diverts from what Janice really wants because she's already immersed herself so deeply into this culture and realized that like this assimilation has brought her satisfaction in ways that she didn't know before. She wasn't aware of before, whatever. It's giving her things where she's too far, she's too far gone to really come back. And that's when you see the moments of her like lying about the not being able to go to the art show and throwing the party because she's. She's adopted and assimilated this like culture and this personality from the plastics that she's not herself anymore and she's acting how they would act. But while still having some of her own commentary, like when they're at the party and people are throwing her parents' vases and she hides them. That's not something I think like Regina George would have done probably. I don't think she would have cared about her mom's stuff at all. But obviously Katie is, uh, still has parts of herself but she's assimilating And I think that's when Janice comes, she realizes that she has assimilated too far, thought that she wouldn't, she'd be able to control it. And obviously Katie ended up, she kept going and she just continued because you can't really control people. People are going to, they're going to do what they do. Interesting seeing this, like seeing like how wet behind the ears Katie is and then not fully understanding or not Knowing the telltale signs and when some when you're being manipulated. I feel like that was very interesting because as you're watching the film, we as the audience, like I watching the film, could see once Janice like a light bulb moment appears and realize this person doesn't know anything about the infrastructure, about the hierarchy. And I hate Regina George so much and her first interaction with the plastics gives her this aha moment, like how I see the potential of where this goes. She doesn't, her first interaction with her isn't more sense of out of friendship. It's more, what can I use you for my own benefit? And then you see that, like you see, that glee in her eyes where she knows that this is a blank can that canvas is this blank canvas that she could pretty much rewrite her own history. And if she needs to kind of just cut ties with, if it sees her, her own interest. And we do see that we do see that at the end. And I think a good point is when Katie goes 
there's a Halloween party. She gets invited to a Halloween party. And for her understanding is like Halloween, you dress up in a costume. It's very scary or use metaphors. So she dress up as anyone would or male or female, just dress up in a, in a costume, not fully understanding what it means for a female to dress up uh, for Halloween as society now for Halloween for females it's more of the very provocative costume you have the nurse the cat anything that's a that has a female version is very very provocative and Katie dresses up as an ex-wife where she has the wedding dress she has the she's wearing the buck tooth and she has a mascara and her makeup and she's very into this costume that it'd be scary and she goes into this Halloween um, party where you're seeing all the females dressed up in provocative costumes and here it's a very big culture shock for her because she doesn't have that understanding of her being a female in society that this is what she's wearing how she's dressed up is incorrect to how the student body is going to view her and you see as she her interactions with the plastic in that first kind of social standing that even the guys are taken back by her like they don't see her as you know someone they want to interact with because of how she's dressed in the costume and that was very evident and you could see that's like the first blow to her self-esteem because at that same time not only she expressed her interest in the boyfriend or the current love interest Karen Samuels' uh, love interest, where she had expressed up up until before this Halloween party that she was very interested in. And you see that betrayal in that, is that they take her, her interest in that guy and they twist it and she experiences her first loss, which ends up pushing her to Janice and wanting to pursue this destruction of the plastics. Yeah, obviously when you're that young, you're... Your emotions and your hormones and your temperament is not as what it is when you're older. I do think that it's interesting because it's obviously supposed to be a movie just about like teenage high school girl world in the year 2004 where certain things don't exist like fucking Instagram or all this other stuff. But um, there and you're supposed to you're going to identify with either Katie or Janice because obviously Regina George is the antagonist. But I think as now that I'm getting older and I'm watching it, I do think it is interesting to watch it and see Katie's is this blank slate. She doesn't necessarily know what's going on. And I think that while Regina George is the antagonist, she's the antagonist. I do think that Janice definitely sees Katie as a tool that she can use to bring down Regina George. And that sort of thing is interesting. She does definitely use her a lot in the movie to get what she wants to further her own thing. And something else that I noted, which when I was younger, I thought was very funny. But as an adult, I think was super not cool is when she refuses to call her by her own name. She doesn't call her Katie. She always calls her Caddy in the movie, even though her name is Katie and Katie just lets her do it and not necessarily like you allow someone to do that. But as an adult, if someone calls you by the wrong name, it's 
instinctually you're like this is inappropriate that's not my name but she allows her to do it and Janice even though like Katie does correct her in the beginning she still continues to do it so I think Janice is very much like this is a person that I'm going to utilize from my own self-being or my own whatever to enact revenge and the ways that I want to I don't think that in the beginning she thought that she would be a plastic I think that she just thought it'd be another person she could add to her her core circle And then ultimately, when she saw that they were accepting to Katie, she was like, okay, this is great. I can use this to my advantage, which is, I think is, is interesting. You're supposed to resonate, I feel like with Janice, but she does, she does have some characteristics that would make you question her in actual, as an adult in society. She has a lot of hostility because she has even, a lot of hostility. Yeah, because even when they introduce Janice, like you do meet Janice, like within the scene of Katie being introduced and they set up the classroom scene where she picks her seat, you get the sense that the introduction is actually from Janice and her friend, and they set the tone of how the film's going to be, and her. Katie's interaction from high school is from Janice and her friend. And therefore, when they tell her where to sit and where to go when she does PE, they her interactions of what culture for school is going to be like is based on Janice's perception of what she herself has endured. And it's very aggressive. Like, she has a lot of hate toward Regina, but... She doesn't divulge any of that information. She literally cuts off her friend when he tries to go into further details about where this anger and this hostility is coming from. But she kind of like touches on a lighter note that Regina is just this cold hard bitch that ruined her life. But doesn't go into any details as to how... Regina ruined her life. So you're left to question that. Come with your own kind of solution or idea of like what could have occurred with the interaction between Janice and, and Regina that caused her to hate her. Because within the beginning of that first interaction, she's not interacting with Regina. She's not even socially talking to Regina. So they're essentially in two different worlds. But you're told at the beginning of the film that Janice does not like Regina and that Katie needs to stay away and that simply those are the law that she herself is now dictating to Katie that we want to hang out, you need to stay away from so, from Regina George and the plastics. And so that way we can, I can see you as an ally or I can see you as a friend or someone who's going to have my back if I need to, like, call on you for whatever reason. And you see that in the first interaction with Janice and Katie as the scene opens up. And it's weird because Katie doesn't see that. Like, she is coming into this as an outsider. And her perception, her kind of, like, exposure is that she's using metaphors of how the social interactions are kind of resemblance of like she's using the animal kingdom she's like classing everyone as an animal and how their interaction in the social hierarchy is resemblance with how animals act in the social hierarchy of their own clique 
So that's her only exposure of like social norms is that how she describes the social hierarchy within a high school is that of her exposure with being in Africa and how she views the hierarchy for like the lions and the monkeys, like everyone. So even though it might be rude and how she makes that, you know, that association, it's her only exposure because again, her studying, her being in school in Africa, everyone is equal. Like she hasn't had to encounter what we would consider the queen bee. She never had to deal with those social norms in high school because everyone is equal. Everyone has a fair stake. There isn't such a competitive nature in the school that she was in. So for her, it's like a very big culture shock, which is interesting to see like every time she came about with the situation, she really much described it as my time in Africa and this is the social stand. This is my only exposure to describe what's going on. Like the mall scene where she was in the mall with the plastics was how she described all the clicks was essentially like the animal kingdom going to when the safari, all the animals go to a watering hole. She described all the clicks interacting as such while going to a watering hole. And it was very evident that she wasn't far, that far off that how everything turns out. And she did describe how girl type of warfare was very calculated, very behind the scenes, that it wasn't as upfront. Like, you were never going to know about it. Like, it's not going to be something that's going to be presented. It's always in the shadows that no one would ever know. And even the, the females that were involved with it would never tell you about it because they would always have this undying code that they would never, you know, in, involve or divulge their activity if they were part of this covert female war in high school arc hierarchy, which was very interesting because that was never present in my high school days. Like my experience in high school is that if there was ever an argument or a disagreement, it was very evident two people never associated with each other each other and they made it very apparent that if you cross this lines they would have dire consequences well you're also not with you're not also a girl so you weren't really involved in the the dynamics that occur within within with females or within a specific hierarchy with females and school or wherever it is that you're located but i do think that it's interesting one thing that you mentioned which was the fact that Janice does mention, like, it, it does come out that she hates her. And in the beginning, it there are a few times it comes up where Katie, Lindsay Lohan's character, tries to address and figure out why she hates her. Because to, as far as she knows, Katie, Regina has been nothing but nice, which obviously we come to find out she hasn't been nice. But Katie doesn't have any context for what social, like, the social hierarchy is or what how people interact within America as opposed to Africa. So she's just assuming that she's nice to her and that she's been kind. And Janice, just she's not kind. She's terrible. And she says all these things. And Katie's just like, why do you hate her? And, and never will Janice ever allow Damien, her best friend who is a gay man, to... I'm just identifying him as a gay man because that's how he, they identify him in the movie. To actually 
say why. And it's not until later where you find out where Regina George is. Yes, she, I said she was a lesbian. And then you assume, and because you see her as labeled as a quote unquote dyke within the uh, burn book that you assume, oh, it's because Regina George assumed she was gay. But it's interesting that Janice won't at any point ever admit that's the reason that she hates Regina because I think it's interesting that if it wasn't true, whether or not it wasn't true, if you were in high school and someone hurt you really bad, or even now in adulthood, if someone hurt you really bad and someone was like, why do you dislike this person? It's very rare for someone to not want to talk about why they dislike that person. Like the fact that she would not say anything and that she would not explain why she wanted to enact her revenge made me wonder, like, I know they they make it seem like Janice is straight in the movie, whatever, because she dates the mathlete guy. It made me wonder if part of it is true, because she was so um, not okay with talking about her with Damien, talking about it. She didn't want to divulge any information as to why she hated Regina George. She just wanted Katie to hate her, which is like when one of your friends is, hate this person because I hate them. Yes, you can do it, but it, it does... It doesn't really, you don't have any knowledge as to why you should hate this individual. And it could be for something that doesn't really matter. Like they stole your lunch or it could be something that like is really deep, like spreading rumor that you're gay around school, making people dislike you. So I thought that was interesting that Janice never really allowed that to be divulged. I do also think it's interesting. The whole entire movie, like when you watch it as an adult compared to when you watch it as a teenager is very different. In high school, we did not have these hierarchies. And like you said, you didn't have to endure anything like that. But I think that with men, especially in our high school, they were much more aggressive. And with women, not to put people into different categories, but it was a different world. People did talk more about each other behind their backs. And that's not necessarily something that can be subjugated to just something that women do. But I think it is a part of culture that we've invested in for women to make them individuals who have to compete with one another or also they feel the need to gossip or do other things, not necessarily because they don't want someone to be liked, but because they want people on their side. And that's something that kind of seems like it happens in the movie. Like when Janice is talking about how terrible all the plastics are, a lot of their tendencies and their characteristics are very narcissistic. Yes, Karen, one of the plastics is very stupid quote unquote, by the movie standards. And Gretchen is obviously the right hand person who just takes secrets and they all go along with everything Regina does. And that makes them terrible according to Janice. But if we were to be these people in high school, to what extent do they make the lives of the other people terrible around them? Like it doesn't seem like they do really anything aside from writing in the burn book. They don't really do anything very violent or cruel or whatever. Like they just seem to operate within their own little bubble that allows them to exist as the top of the food chain. And they don't really seem to like do anything towards others that I would normally consider bullying. And maybe that was purposeful because I couldn't enact it in the movie, but it is interesting to see these people held to a higher standard and to see Janice hate them from afar. And then we go on this journey of her revenge is pretty much what the movie is. Yeah. And to bring your point back to the burn book is that it feels more like a, uh, a defamation of your character. Like mm-hmm. in, in high school, 
who you are, your status, and this image of who you are in high school says a lot. And so that's, you know, what your status is like weighted in gold. And so we have all been in high school. We all understand like what someone, who your friends are, what your status is, what you do in high school can either make or break your connections in a way, like who you connect with, who your friends are going to be with freshman to your senior year and what you're going to do. And those people will either ride or die with you or drop you on the side of a hat. And so you see that can you see that played out in high school that it's not just Janice is not just like it is Janice's revenge, which the movie should have just been titled Janice's Revenge because it's she's the one that set the everything in motion and just let Katie blindly just walk in a straight line. But it felt more like she wasn't really attacking the people at their core. Like she wasn't trying to destroy Regina George and her, the plastics standing outside of high school. It was more so what students in high school viewed her because after high school, you're going to go get a job. You're going to do things out of high school and that image isn't going to carry with you. So it was more so of like the standing and what, how the student body viewed her. And it was interesting because the first, I want to say the first kind of sabotage, they, they considered it sabotage, but they gave her face cream with foot powder and to Regina George. It was foot cream that they put her, had her put on her face. Yeah, but they were only attacking Regina George. They, Janice didn't concern herself with the other two plastic. It was just... Regina George, who she was focusing on, and she gave her foot powder that was mixed in with the face cream. And she felt like the things that she was doing were very amateur, but it felt like it wasn't extreme enough to the point that they put foot powder in the, the face cream that just made, that just elevated Regina George. And then her second half of sabotage was to cut out circles in her tank top or in her shirts that reviewed her bra and then it just made a fashion trend and so it wasn't till she felt okay i needed to go devious into this and it wasn't herself it wasn't janice who actually made that leap but katie who actually sowed the seeds of deception because in high school you have during these times you have the candy grams or some Different houses have a different way of how they institute that, but in the movie they have the candy gram. The high school, you write your name down and you can give yourself a candy, or someone gets a candy cane. Katie, on her own, maybe influenced with her her interaction with Janice, but and it Damien. was in Damien, and it felt like more like she was ice oscillating, but it felt like even though she did it on her own, it was more of a Janice influence that she gave herself a candy cane telegram. And she gave two other of the plastics candy cane telegrams. And she sold the seed of deception to really cement herself in the sense that she was this newcomer. She can disrupt the plastics by just creating 
a white lie that wasn't true. It actually wasn't true. It was fabricated. But she sold it on the merits of that it was true. And that's all it took. Like, after Janice trying so hard to physically destroy, physically destroy Regina by either creating her, sabotaging her product and maybe her clothes, it was Katie herself who created a white lie, a fabricated lie that essentially was the kink in the armor for the plastics. Yeah, and I think that she, it ultimately is because she's a blank slate. She It really allowed her to take on the characteristics of Regina and ultimately when, like later, when she becomes the new Queen Bee, it's because she took on those characteristics and she was able to take down Regina George with those tactics by isolating Gretchen Wieners and all of those things. But I do think with the burn book, that stuff is interesting because the burn book is something that causes so much, so much conflict later on in the movie, but it's something that they always meant to keep private. Like it was a private book that they had amongst themselves. So it is interesting to think like the majority of the conflict that they had within the movie that we have seen has been, it was between Regina, Gretchen, Karen, and Katie. Like, it wasn't necessary. And then also Janice. But it was like those three-way calls where they call each other and that stuff happens. They weren't necessarily isolating other individuals. Like, you don't see them go out of their way to pick on Damien. They don't even know about him until Katie mentions he's almost too gay to function. Like, they're not paying attention to Janice or these other individuals and the burn book is not something, it's just something that they write and it's not something they necessarily share with the other individuals. And it's not to say that they're like bad people, because I'm sure that they did bad things or did things to isolate other people within the school. But it is interesting to see these individuals who are like regarded so highly and to see Janice come at it from like a, they harmed me and a super revenge tactic, which I think we've all had, for example, there was, when I was in the sixth grade, there was someone that made me eat bath, eat my lunch in the bathroom every day for four months. And I still remember that person. And it's been fucking like 20 years. So like, you still remember that. And obviously like revenge is a very big thing to you when you're in high school or like seeking revenge or imagining it. But it's interesting to see a movie like they're supposed to be the most terrible end all be all. And I don't think they necessarily hit that bar. I do think that they're like, I don't even think that they're that terrible in the context of human beings or even girls. And like high school, they're being as terrible as they can be. They come from a place of privilege. Like they're talking about these people and calling them bad words and not even like bad, bad words, but the B word or things like that. And they're making, they're saying things like they made out with a hot dog. And these are all like not good things, but they're all very childish. Like this is childish information. So it's so funny to, or it's interesting to watch it as an adult and see someone else try to like tear them down and tear down the quote unquote plastics or the social hierarchy. Like it must've really mattered to Janice for this to come, for this to come to fruition because they're juniors in the movie. So they only have another year left. And for this to happen, for them to want to disrupt the social hierarchy, not to say they shouldn't, is interesting that they chose to do it like at that time. And bringing back to the burn book, I liked how they just overlooked the coach. Yeah. Two students. Like it was 
said in the burn book, and then Regina George brings it up and they print it out, but it was touched upon. But the whole time during this whole Candace taking her, Katie taking revenge, Regina George, that and they under they when they they find out that this information not only is Regina George cheating on her boyfriend, but they also uncover the coach is sleeping with an underage student that they don't report it. They like they literally gloss over this information and don't bring it to the authorities that they just tells you how blinded by Janice's revenge for Regina that once they discover by Damien that the coach is now sleeping with a student, they don't bring it up to the the school board. And it's not even just at that point, too. No one finds out until it's in the burn book. But even at that point, like whether it's meant to be humorous or not, at that point, Aaron and Damien both know. And you can already 100% tell that Damien told Janice. So, like, they, at least three other students know, including the plastics. So, it's interesting that not a single person brings it up until it comes up in the burn book. Because this is definitely something that's super inappropriate. And the fucking coach, or sorry, probably shouldn't curse, but the coach doesn't say anything. And nor do they say anything until he gets caught later on. And I'm like, what the what the heck? Yeah, and the coach <laughs> is teaching sexual education. Mm-hmm. Two students telling about, you know, proper contraceptives. So, like, when you don't. Find, <laughs> and don't have sex and when you see that and you're like, what the hell? Like, he is still, once Damien finds out, they uncover this, he's still... Going about his business, teaching students about education and coaching students, having this relationship, and that is not brought up to light. It's as my as Kali said, it doesn't come up until the burn book is then brought to the student body, and it's not done in the sense like anything flashy. It's done by Regina George's nuclear weapon. This is. After everything that she's gone through, after the, the sabotage that Janice and Katie have done to her, she now feels like she has no other option. She's in a corner, and like the only saving grace is to utilize this burn book, even though like her and her friends up until Katie have really just put everything, put information in there that she herself has forgotten. But she's very calculating in a sense that she knows that if she puts this out there for all the student body, it doesn't care what the men think. It's just all the females in high school view this, that it's going to really affect them in some way. And she's very calculating in that. And she knows that she can't put it out there just with her name, you know, attached to it. So what she ends up doing is that she puts herself in the burn book and she puts herself in the burn book, but not as like a savior, but more as a matriarch. As that, here's someone who is at the height of the high school hierarchy, who is deemed by the, not only by the student body, but the teachers as in, as what she would consider as an angel, as untouchable, as like someone who would never steep down to that level. And she puts herself in that burn book as a matriarch and then she prints it and she just scatters it everywhere and then she sits back and 
all everything that Janice has done now and Katie has done gets turned on their head. And still, it takes at this point that the coach is still teaching high, like he's still teaching he's still sex teaching ed, high and he's still having a relationship not with just one Asian female student, but two of their sisters. And it's not. I'm gonna t- say they're sisters, but I don't think it. I don't think they identify whether or not they're sisters, but they're definitely at least friends. And it is. It is. I think it's meant to be quote unquote a funny plot point, which I think goes to show how much we've changed in the past sixteen years. Because it's not funny as an adult watching it. I'm like, oh, that's that definitely did not age well. The fact that a teenager would see this happen and then not report their coach to as someone who's come. Who's committing misconduct for making out with the teacher. And then also everyone also somehow knows that it's also the other girl as well that he's making out with. Because Damien only catches them with Trang, I think. Yeah. It is the one that they catch him with. But then there's another one, too, that's mentioned in the burn book. So it's obviously if it's in the burn book, everyone knows. And the burn book is supposed to be, I think, a physical embodiment of, of gossip culture. Everything that you could possibly say or that you have said or that people have said about you, it could end up in that book. It's gossip culture at its finest. It's It can be the internet. It can be text messages. It could be your group chat with your friends where you're like, I heard this thing, such and such. And it doesn't necessarily have to be true, but they put it in there because it's not true. So we see with other people. And it's interesting that it's things that people have talked about and no one's reported it. Which is weird, and I guess it's meant to be funny. I don't find it funny as a 30-year-old adult now. But it is strange that that part sort of thing happens. And I do think that Regina George is... I think she's smart enough, and the reason why she's also the quote-unquote Queen Bee is she's smart enough to realize or to acknowledge the hierarchy or certain things that happen because she knows that if she adds her name to that book, the only three people who are not in it will probably be suspects. And so she does it. And then no, that's not even enough for her because them getting in trouble with the principal is not enough for her. She needs to cause utter chaos because she knows at the end of the day, everyone else will see it and then also blame those three people. And she wants their revenge to be the highest point. So then she spreads all that news to the student body carelessly i wouldn't even know i wouldn't i don't even know if you can call it carelessly but she includes the information about the coach in that burn book so then it everything that's said becomes obviously they have to investigate tina Fey's character to make sure she's not a drug pusher but it's interesting i don't know whether it's carelessness or what's going on but she just includes it with all the other information from the burn book like how hard is it to remove it i don't think she should have removed it Think they should have reported it, but I'm just saying it's interesting that like maybe she kept it to add a, a form of validity to the burn book. I don't necessarily know, but it is weird that like one of the plot lines is that he is making out the student and you're not supposed to think a lot of it. And then he ultimately obviously gets investigated for it. Yeah. And it's interesting because they report Tina. So the burn book is essentially for us back in high school it would be MySpace. Everyone is very familiar with MySpace in your wall or your group chats or AIM. So essentially it's just this collection of information that's either on your MySpace wall. And this is going to really tell like my age and in, in this is just your MySpace wall. Like people can go up and post and you can interact with them on your MySpace wall and that's it. And this information is 
behind closed doors in this book, but essentially that's a metaphor for what the burn book is. Now, going to the coach, yeah, like, because he was mentioned in that burn book, it took him, I don't know how long the school year was, because Spring Fling, like, they, they went over homecoming, and time is really progressing very quick. There's really no sense of time in this movie, other than what they tell you the time is. So, like, you see the Halloween party when you see Katie's first interaction, and then there's no really sense of time. I mean, you see the Christmas, the the holiday, or whatever it is, this talent show where you see them perform the Christmas dance, Jingle Ball Rock. But we don't know if that's actually Christmas. It's just a talent show, which they don't really... You can assume it's... They do in the movie say, like, after Christmas, we decided to do this thing. So it is... I think that is meant to be a signifier of time. Uh Like, it's the school year. Because then when in the movie, at the very end, they're like, if the junior plastics, freshmen's, whatever. So basically, the spring fling is the end of the year. So it is a signifier of a whole year. And then the very end is the beginning of their senior year. Okay. So that does signify the time. So leading into what... Which... I feel like the coach's thing is the most severe thing in the burn book. yes. But yet it gets swept under the rug and overlooked because the movie does something. And as older now, you're watching like, why the fuck is this even happening? Because you're like, the coach's thing is much more severe. We should we should really go into this story plot. And they overlook that. But it could be also... When we were kids or teenagers or whatever, I remember when we were in junior high, there was a weird PE teacher and there was like rumors about him. It could be that from the perspective of a teenager or someone younger, they don't necessarily see that in the same view that we see it now as adults. Like I could definitely, if that was the intention, I could definitely see how that could be coming across because there was stuff or gossip about grown adults when I was in junior high or high school that like we just would gossip about and no one would ever really say anything because we didn't think it was a big deal. And then now as an adult, if I could go back, I would 100% say something because it was definitely a big deal. But you're young, so you don't really see it. It It's just it's interesting where the film itself prioritized yeah, the, right. like the severity of like, certain issues. And in society, that would be like a very, you know, but... <laughs> That gets overlooked. I mean, in the <laughs> but it is overlooked, and the principal does say, "Oh, we're now looking into the burn book, and because another teacher's name pops up, we need to since the situation with the coach proved to be you know it's been validated as being true. Now we can't take anything with a grain of salt, so we need to validate that this teacher, who's seen a face character, who as in the burn book as being a pill pusher that they're looking into her as being a drug addict or being a dealer. And so she's being investigated. Now, with all this going on, you're still having to deal with Katie, Janice, Regina, George's interaction within this turmoil. Now, what's interesting, what's literally funny is that once their burn book is out, it's a free-for-all. The female mm-hmm. students are just at each other's throats. And you're thinking, this could be very relevant of the Hunger Games. Like, they're literally just going at each other's throat. 
attacking each other, saying, you know, who said this? Did you say this? Oh, because it, it really just deep dives into every, I wouldn't say dive into the click, but every friend who had a, I guess a click, and the friends within that clicks of just something that was said about someone in that click, and then them ask them questioning, who said this? Or who said this about me? And then just showing who their real friends were, because now I told you this in confidence. Now this is in the burn book, and now everyone knows it. And that conflict is now showing. Now, the book shows you how crazy it gets, and like how the teacher tried to control it, which is not in the best way. They feel the best way to remedy the situation of the women fighting is to have a workshop. They can't, the teachers know that they can't hold the students past 4 p.m. They probably could if they send out a newsletter saying they're doing a workshop where all these students are involved. But you can see from the principal's point of view that he doesn't want to do it. It's going to be more work for him. So he's like, the time frame that one of the students, one of the teachers tells him, like, we can't hold the students until 4 p.m. So they're like, we're going to do this makeshift. They can shift. only hold them until the 4 p.m., yeah. yeah so like, gonna... I'll keep you all night if I have to. And they go, and the secretary's like, we can only keep them until 4. And he's like, I'll keep you until 4 p.m. Yeah, and yeah. then it just is this makeshift. We're going to pull the female body students to the auditorium. And we're going to do a workshop on self-reflection. Which, in personal experience, doesn't really get into the issue. Like, the only person who seems to get to clear her name and is respected is Janice. Yeah, because everyone respects her because they also all hate the plastics. Yeah. So, everyone who hates the plastics, when it's your moment to, to talk... And you give your piece or you tell them what how you were wronged by Virginia George. She's not only seen as the antagonist. Like in the beginning, she's made out to be the antagonist of the film. She's now seen as the protagonist. And Katie herself is now the antagonist. Yeah, they saw girls. Mm-hmm. She is now the scapegoat. Like she has worked her way calculatedly without... You as a viewer knowing without anyone else knowing, and she's cleared her name in the student body that she is now accepted as the hero, the champion. And it's interesting to see that because you're like, she's the one who set out on this journey to destroy Regina. And here she is now at the end saying her piece, saying essentially we find out what Regina did to her and why she hates her. And she even divulges the plan to the student body of what her plan was to destroy the plastics. And because everyone's been wronged by Virginia George, they don't see her as an enemy. They see her as the hero who's bringing down Virginia George. And that Katie herself is not seen as a hero, but seen as just another plastic. Like she's not. She's yeah. not seen as a friend. Like, she's literally... She's definitely the protagonist at the beginning of the film, and she does become the antagonist, and then the protagonist again at the end. Because they, her whole having to fall to the math leads and, like, acknowledging all the, the... That she was the one who wrote the burn book and all these things is definitely supposed to be her fall from grace, I think. 
But it does show pe- this people when Janice goes up and says everything she does to Regina and everyone welcomes her when she goes to fall, unlike they do with Gretchen or Karen, mostly Gretchen. It's meant to be seen as like, a, oh, we accept you because all the stuff you did to Regina. And it's not even, I wouldn't even say it's necessarily that Regina's cruel to them. I think part of it must be, it's supposed to identify the sort of envy you have towards these people who are either at a higher standing and have certain things that you do not have. And some of that is obviously privilege that you cannot, you, you, if you're born in a different level of privilege, like you can't exactly make that up. That's just not how that works. And you have to work twice as hard or you have to do more than these individuals. And there is a sort of satisfaction that comes from watching these people fall because it levels the playing field. So I think even if Regina wasn't cruel or I don't even know she's cruel because they don't show it in the movie. She is cruel, but it's not like it's like high school cruel. It's never anything that that seems very like they don't show her plotting and calculating for anything. It's really until the end when she does the burn book. It's mostly Katie and Janice that are like having these intentions. She does the stuff with Aaron Samuels, which is obviously meant to keep her her sort of place within society. But yeah, watching them them congratulate Janice for helping bring her down, I think goes to show part of the envy that is experienced when seeing someone else ex- have so much privilege that you can't attain or have because of your certain allotment in life. And then watching them fall does bring you a certain satisfaction because now the, love, the playing field is even when it wasn't previously done before. I feel like the whole movie should have just been about like Janice was the was essentially the the protag- the antagonist in this movie because as you mentioned earlier was that Regina George didn't have to do anything like her interaction was her persona and her like social status was already cemented that Everyone knew to stay away from her. Everyone knew not to interact with her. Everyone knew to, if she's in the vicinity, just steer clear. And that's just something that she, based on early on in her high school and her freshman years, had established. So no, everyone knew to stay away from her. So she essentially didn't have to do anything because that persona, that reputation was already there. Now, Janice, on the other hand, I felt like, she had to do all this work. She had to do all this planning, all this work to sabotage Regina, which in turn, her ultimate goal was to not only destroy Regina, but I felt like it was more to res- to destroy the institution of what the plastics were. Like, I felt like once that the term of the plastic was destroyed, and in a later in the film after the burn book and after Regina ends up getting hit by a bus and you see like her remove herself from that role of being the queen bee, you do see that it wasn't just, it wasn't Regina George that Janice was attacking, but more of what the plastics represented and her fear of what they like another kind of social hierarchy would represent and just for people who were like her, who were on outside. Because once Regina George was not in that social standing anymore and she takes up being hit by a bus, she loses her figure. She's not deemed by 
that social standing as being petite or skinny, she takes up something else and she excels in it, like lacrosse, and her social standing goes with her. Like she still keeps that status of being the queen bee, but they don't associate her anymore as being a plastic. Like the whole plastic social standing just is gone. And those who were involved in it move on. They do move on. And actually she does retain her figure because she's wearing the dress that she had tried on earlier in the movie where that was like, we only sell sizes one, three, and five. She's wearing that after she's been hit by the bus. But I I do agree that her, after she's been hit by the bus, like her plastic standings is gone. And they talk about her joining lacrosse and Gretchen joining another queen bee and Karen doing whatever. And Karen ends up like still being friends with Katie and, and Regina's off with the the lacrosse people. And so I think that it does make sense that what Janice is really attacking is is the social hierarchy not specifically Regina. I think a lot of her problem was re- was with Regina, but once it's been dismantled, her she loses interest. Like once once Regina's been hit by the bus, she doesn't really care anymore. Yeah, and maybe it. it's because she's been physically injured, or she the hierarchy is different. It doesn't. I, I don't know. But once it's been disbanded, she does not. She doesn't care anymore. She's like lost interest in it and is fine with things just existing as they are. But she gained something. That's This is the interesting part is that she is the antagonist. So this is – so in all other films, movies that you see going on, you're always told that there's a protagonist and antagonist, that the hero always prevails. This film shows you the transition of an antagonist actually winning against the hero because – Janice, as, my, as was stated earlier, she accomplishes what she does. Therefore, like, Regina is associated with the plot. She is deemed the plastic. She's no longer associated with that terminology or that click. But she set out what she wanted to do. She was more angry at the term plastic as what the high school female student body called it, and Regina George. Because Regina George and Janice were actually friends in middle school. So it felt like that transition and seeing her devolve and separate herself from Janice kind of fueled that. But at the end of the film, now this is very interesting, you get hit by a bus. Like, Regina George gets hit by a bus. Foreshadowing, yes. And the thing is... She survives. Now, not only does she survive, but she wears a brace. The thing is, she got hit by a bus at full speed. Now, it wasn't like... Obviously, we don't it, it, We don't have to really comment on that, because obviously, if she got hit by a bus at full speed, she would not have gone to spring fling. Yes, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying the understanding of this film is like this film... And physics and like how their interaction is like everything's dramatized in this film and it's taken from the viewpoint of Katie, the female character and mm-hmm. how she sees things. And we all know like Regina George was hit by a bus. She should have been in a wheelchair. Like Yeah, she definitely physical- should have had some more sustained like physical 
what is not disparities, but injuries. she should have handicaps. She should have had more injuries that like go to made it difficult. I don't think if you're thinking about where the movie placement is happening, it's definitely spring fling, at least in my understanding from when spring fling happened. The end of the year was usually in June and spring fling was always like May-ish. So uh, that means when she got hit by the bus, it would have been after obviously Christmas. So it would have been anywhere between January and May, obviously probably not January. So I'm thinking February, March is when she could have got hit by the bus. Two months is not a very long time to regain your like walking function. They say her spine has been impacted. That's not a very long time. Yeah. But it's yeah. a movie, obviously, for fictional purposes. You're supposed to laugh and know that bad things, bad things, like, to bad people. She's not necessarily bad. She got what she deserved. But she came out of it okay. And now everything's fine. Anyway. Yeah. Like, movie magic on the side is just like bringing it to the point. Like we all know, in reality, you get hit by a bus. You are, your bones are shattered. You're, like, where you get hit. You're spending a long time just isolating for a surgery, then your bones developing again if they've been broken and the cast, and then physical therapy. Like, we know the time frame. But for this is a movie and movie magic, they kind of overshadow that in the sense, like, she had enough time to do all those things to then make it for Spring Fling. Now, it's interesting that Janice went through all this trouble of sabotaging the plastics and Regina George when she could just easily just pushed her on the front of the bus. I mean, they're not going to have you do that in a movie with that's advertised to teenagers. There's no satisfaction in that. I think the whole idea of Regina George being hit by the bus is supposed to be quote unquote karma because for her to change her character, because Katie then naturally changes her character by the end of the movie and reverts back to who she was previously. And I guess the whole idea of Regina getting hit by the bus is supposed to be her changing her character, but also disrupting the plastics. Uh, Obviously, not everyone changes their nature because Gretchen still ends up being the side, the right hand to a queen bee. Uh, It seems to be something that her character or at least strives for. She likes to be the supportive, the second character supportive arc for someone else's triumph. I don't think she's even in the heart for a queen bee because well, in the end they say she found a new queen bee and she's in the quote-unquote asian clique that's associated that could be another clique because the term the plastics has been dismantled so it could yeah but she's a queen bee within that clique yeah she's in that clique because after regina george rain ends with her being hit by a school bus you see all the changes the characters change each one takes up a new thing, and they devolve. And high school is now back to its normalcy. Katie reverts back to how she was. Not necessarily how she was at the beginning of the movie, but where she would have been at a transitional level for not having involved herself with Janice, goes through this whole plot, and comes out the victor. She ends up actually improving her status by obtaining a boyfriend who's actually... He's a mathlete, quote-unquote, so it's not necessarily an improvement in their world previously, but I guess there is no social hierarchy anymore, so it's fine. It does improve her status. Like, to her, it's something that she... And she lets go of her vendetta, quote-unquote. I'm assuming from the movie. The whole plot of the movie is Katie 
who is from another country. She's or she's raised in another country from for 14 years, ends up moving to the U.S. and going to school uh, and not having any idea of how that school operates within the U.S. and then being like convinced to rage against the social hierarchy and incidentally investing herself too deeply and then becoming the new queen bee of said social hierarchy before realizing that she is doing so and then reeling herself back. How do you feel? What kind of grade would you give this movie? My grade is probably not a fair grade because I saw this movie when I was a teenager and I loved it. So I do hold, obviously, not so many parts have aged well with the movie. Like the fact, like I said earlier, the subtitles, there's not enough color in the movie, I would say. There are a lot of things that are that I don't think aged well, but I would probably give the movie a B because I love it. I would give it a B minus just because like, it doesn't really depict high school in society. Like th- this is a comedy rom-com in the sense that it's written like it's all the main players are Caucasian people and right. they really stereotype the people of color. So I give it a B minus in the sense that it is a comedy. You're, you're not looking to have your life change in this film. Lindsay Lohan plays true to the cards that she's dealt in filming the character as Katie. And it's funny. It's Tina Fey and Amy Poehler in this film. They have supporting roles. And if you're just looking for a good laugh and not trying to deep dive into this movie like we have, it's... It's a good, it's a good... Yeah, like I would say the same thing. If it's a, I want to watch a movie and not have to think about it, it's it's like a solid B. It's a good, it's a good time. But when I really think into it and, and look into the certain things, like the characters being forced into stereotypes, like the Asian characters who never speak English within the movie or other things that they enact, I definitely don't necessarily agree with that, especially as an adult. And so that's harder to reconcile So maybe it would lower my score to a C, but it does. It's harder when you've seen a movie when you're very young because you do have those attachments to it. And so now I would say right now my score is a B. I think watching it and not thinking about it, it, I enjoy it. It's a good time. Like we were watching it and I had a great time. I was quoting all of the things that I knew from that movie and it made me laugh still. And it's been fucking six. Sorry. It's been 16 years. It's a good film. And we rented it on Amazon um, Prime Videos, but that's all we have. I have today to talk about this film and look for the next episode of uh, this podcast in the future. Again, this is Sean. And this is Kylie. And we'll see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.